Stay fly. Stay fly. Stay fly. All right. So oh, is it is it okay for the LGBTQIA plus plus plus? Is it okay for them? But is it wrong for us? You know, you get a Kwanzaa card, and on the back it says "Made in China." <laughs> Or, or or something so basically with us we're we're basically dollar signs stay fly stay fly stay fly stay fly stay fly the views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests unless we say we agree unless explicitly stated <laughs> and we're back Walmart's yeah. Juneteenth ice cream. Ah, I think you called oh, this. Uh, what did you call it? What term did you use, brother? What did I call this? Oh, culture banditry. Okay, that's the new term. Culture banditry. Alright, so hey, for those who are uninitiated, um, Walmart for a time period you know, they, they've retracted and they've pulled it from themselves. Uh, we're selling Juneteenth flavored. And let me say this again. Juneteenth flavored ice cream. Mm. Juneteenth flavored wow. ice cream. <laughs> Juneteenth. <laughs> All right, so... For those who are uninitiated, Juneteenth celebrates well, the time in Galveston, here's the, Texas. Here's the punchline to this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. The the punchline to this, the ice cream was the first in a product line dedicated to Juneteenth. So the ice cream was just the first. Wait, 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 wait. They had a oh, whole yeah. product line? They had, and I'm going to read from uh, Ice Cream Convos. I just came across it recently. Here's what they Here's what they said. Um... The capitalism didn't stop there. Walmart has a whole Juneteenth product rollout, including party favors, party glasses, and even wine. And wine. So they're going to have a Juneteenth flavored wine. Mm-hmm. Mm. And... and- and it was going to be under their the Walmart brand called Great Value. <laughs> I, uh, enslavement was a great value to America. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm so bothered. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now here here's the sick part. Oh yeah, go with it. Come with it. Yeah. So here's the sick part. Um, when you started asking black folk, you know, their thoughts on it, you know, some had the nerve to say, what's the big problem because of what Tom Joyner did with Ben and Jerry's? 
And I'm just like, really? Now, now you know about the the thing that Tom Joyner did with uh, Ben and Jerry's, right? All right, go ahead and teach, brother. You bring the receipts. You always bring the receipts. Go ahead and teach. Okay. So, so there was a thing where Tom Joyner had teamed up with Ben and Jerry's and the proceeds from, I, I guess you would call it the HBCU line of, of, uh, ice cream. And they had different flavors, you know, uh, was it caramel, cocoa, uh, basically things that normally African people would eat flavor wise okay and the proceeds were to go to uh, the United Negro College Fund so they weren't taking a dime from it no profits all the money was going to go to the uh, UNCF okay but that was on the up and up and I think the difference between what Ben and Jerry's did versus what Walmart did. Now, here's the problem. OK. When you're looking to put out things like this, I can tell you they never talk to the end user. OK, because you want to see how does your target market feel about this before you release it. And I think this was an arbitrary decision that was done. And I think a legal team was placed in there to handle the fallout if there was a backlash, which, you know, a backlash did come and then they put out the apology letter. Okay, so basically it was just a way for corporate America to to do another grab bag and to use our culture against us and take more money out of the hood. Okay. Hmm. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I even remember Black History Month when KFC, their workers... You know their uniforms had kente cloth in it? <laughs> but okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, so there there's always been, you know, a culture banditry or really a cultural pimping is what we really should call it. You know, because it seems like everybody wants to pimp our culture. You know, especially corporate America. Intriguing. 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 All right. <clears throat> All right. So, code keepers, it looks like we have some work to do. But, you know, there's one of the questions that keeps popping up to me is. Somebody thought this was a good thing. So, what was the good aspect about it? What was the marketable, profitable aspect about it? What was the, this really could work aspect about this? You know, what was that aspect? You know, Zombie, 
what was the profitable aspect about this? What 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 made somebody say, let's move forward with this? Because look, they have Christmas ice cream. They have Christmas. I mean, if you go to Starbucks today, you know, or not today, it's, you know, it's not Christmas time. But if you go to Starbucks mm-hmm. during Christmas time, you're going to find a seasonal flavored ice cream. You know, if you go to Starbucks mm-hmm. during, uh, I don't know, what is it? The Irish celebration. Um, what's the Irish American celebration? St. Patrick's Day. Oh, you Day. mean St. Patrick's. Yes. All right. So you're right. going to go to Starbucks. You're going to go to McDonald's. McDonald's has a uh, a mint flavored sundae or, you know, shake or whatever they make. You know, some, it's always some milk stuff. Right. Too much mayonnaise. All right. So... Mm-hmm. There are <laughs> there are already celebratory food items that deal with holidays that are dealing with a particular ethnic organization or cultural group. You know, we have Cinco de Mayo plates. We have Cinco de Mayo drinks. We have Cinco de Mayo foods. You know, Mm-hmm. You know, we have Thanksgiving. I mean, if you go yeah. into a, a, a Walmart during Thanksgiving, you're going to see pictures mm-hmm. of, quote unquote, you know, the uh, the Asian Native Americans, the Asian based Native, Native Americans all throughout Walmart. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, is this any different? I, I think in in our case, for whatever reason, we don't value our culture enough to protect it from the type of economic exploitation that we see. I mean, whether it's, you know, you get a Kwanzaa card and on the back it says made in China. <laughs> or 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 something. So basically with us, we're we're basically dollar signs. And whenever there's, you know, something cultural coming up now, next month, Juneteenth is going to be a federal holiday. And and like I said, Walmart was probably just looking for a quick money grab. And the other thing about next month, it's also Black Music Month. So you're going to see advertisements saying happy Black Music Month. And you'll see places, maybe it's Barnes and Noble, whether it's uh, uh, FYE, that that are going to promote all of these black artists from different genres. Okay. So are you saying that it's okay for the music industry to celebrate black history, culture, and creation, but it's not okay for Walmart? Is that where we're going here? What do you think? Because I, I see that there's there's a lot of discomfort with this, and you know my 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 interest is fully the empowerment angle. So where's the empowerment angle here? Is it enough? Is is empowerment just enough to say, hey, we don't feel good about this? And not walk away with any financial or tangible gain. 
You know, okay, so Walmart took it off the shelves. Uh, is that a win for us? You know, we go for a lot of symbology, symbolic gestures. You know, hey, I present to you um, Judge Katanji Brown, the first black Supreme Court justice woman. Right? It, it changes our lives, not a moment. It's great inspiration. Yeah. It's something that our daughters and our granddaughters and our granddaughters' daughters can look up to and say, I can do that very same thing. More symbolic gestures, nothing tangible. We haven't moved the needle. In some ways, I'm looking at this situation and saying there has to be a different response than what we're doing. And everybody's not going to do it because, you know, everyone right now was just on their outrage. How dare they? I'm like, yo, yeah. how can we benefit from this? Because, be honest with you, I'm really thinking that whoever's dumb idea this was, <laughs> was really thinking, hey, let's do something to say we love you, black people. Come spend your money with us. Yeah. And see, we, we have to accept our share of the responsibility of this because we've been conditioned to to accept symbolism and ceremony without substance. Okay. Uh, Dr. John Henry Clark referred to it as showbiz liberation. So many of us are happy with the symbolism and the ceremony but there's no substance. It's basically a lot of sizzle with no steak. Hmm. You know, and many of us are content with that. You know, whether it's, you know, the, the sister who just got, you know, put on the Supreme Court, Obama. Right. Or, or I even remember when, you know, people were sticking their chest out when Paul was put on chief of staff. But yet you use him to lead an mm. attack on another black nation. All right, and you let know, me let, so, let me so 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 what are we really? And, and that's the thing about that's the thing about yeah yeah yeah, um, brother. Th there's a lot that. <laughs> We got to work on here. There's a whole lot that we have to work on here. But so here's my thought. What's the empowerment response? Should we now demand that more black owned businesses are celebrated? You know that, hey, we like the fact that you made a ice cream flavor called Juneteenth. But in addition to that, we need this, 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 this and this. You know, uh, one of the posts that I saw recognized that Creamalicious ice cream is melanated owned. It's, it's, it's owned by us. It's us owned. It's a black owned business, a Moorish owned business, an indigenous American owned business, an indigenous, you know, whatever term you want to use. Because I know we get wrapped up sometimes in the terminology that we use to describe ourselves. Um, so I, I, I want to salute that and, uh, hey, go out to Walmart. And pick up some creamalicious ice cream. See, I think the response right now 
should be, hey, Walmart, you pulled the Juneteenth ice cream. What we want you to do now is to do a media blitz on the Creamalicious ice cream. That's what we want you to do, Walmart. Now, see, that's empowerment. And then we go to Creamalicious ice cream and say, hey, we've pushed Walmart to promote you. You need to donate some services to the to these uh, entrepreneurial circles and help these young, you know, African minds, these young black minds, these young American minds to develop the businesses and the products that will serve our community into the future. So this can be leverage if we leverage it, or it could just be another Twitter stupidity thing that happens. And you know, Twitter has been going crazy about this Juneteenth ice cream, you know, even though it's been pulled. So I say the empowerment response is we use this as leverage. We use this as leverage to improve our communities. Uh, and for those, you know, who are, you know, kind of unaware of what's happening, um, for those who are unaware of what's happening, I'm going to meet you for a second, good brother. Walmart had put out a uh, <laughs> an ice cream called Juneteenth, and the trademark they trademarked the flavor Juneteenth. So Juneteenth is now a flavor enhancer. It's a flavor enhancer. So if you want to enhance your flavor. You can enhance it with Juneteenth. So here's the information, you know, Thursday, September 2, 2021, a trademark application was filed for Juneteenth with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. That office gave the Juneteenth trademark a serial number, and they gave you the serial number right there, 9708, I mean, 08500. Um, so... Flavor enhancers are used in foods and beverage products. So now we can have, like you were saying earlier, Brother June, we can have Juneteenth wine. We can have Juneteenth cake. We can have Juneteenth candy because Juneteenth is a flavor enhancer now. You know, and, and that, that's, that's, so, hey, should we have done this? Would it be okay if we did this? It would have been empowerment. I think if we have gotten the right, if if we had gotten the right people to get, well, okay, I, I'll give you an example. August is what we call Black August. Okay. Right. Now, if if a young brother or a young sister decided to, you know, make up T-shirts where it says Black August on the front and then on the back, it gives a description of the meaning of Black August and its origin. You know, by by our uh, ancestor, you know, brother George Jackson, and then we talk about all of those events: uh, Nat Turner's Rebellion, um, Fred Hamp- Chairman Fred Hampton Senior's birthday, and other things that took place of uh, significance for African people in the month of August that that we can commemorate and celebrate. So even if we did it. Um, I want to make sure that the people who are behind it are culturally conscious and culturally aware of what they're doing, why they're doing it, 
and don't let it be about the almighty dollar because it's it's deeper than that. Hmm. It wasn't deeper than that to uh well was it deeper than that? We're not sure. Alright, so tonight's show is a uh, a tap in show. So if you're so you know so interested, we invite you to tap in. You know, that's the link right there. As a matter of fact, the link is probably showing in, you know, if you're watching on Facebook, you'll see that link at the very top in the in the comment section. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll find the link there in the comment section. So we invite you. This is a hop in show. So, hey, click the link, join the StreamYard link, and uh, we would love to hear what you have to say as well. You know, this is the Get On Code show where we deal with empowerment. Uh, we focus on empowerment with a interest and a full focus on black empowerment. And we invite you, hey, tap in, click the link right there. You know, the click, the lick it, the link, the lick. <laughs> Ooh, thinking about tonight. Okay, so the link <laughs> is there in the comments section. And we invite you to pop in, hop in, share your thoughts. Was this a good thing? Was this good for the blacks? <laughs> How could we have handled the situation in a more empowered manner? Should Walmart have pulled it? When I say pulled it, they removed it from the shelves and they made an apology. Mm. Should Walmart have done that? Mm -hmm. You know, if was there somebody in 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 the legal offices of Walmart who had a different idea? What that what different idea could have been utilized after there was some backlash? You know. So, if you're not familiar, we're talking about the Walmart Juneteenth ice cream. <laughs> so, I would love to have any of y'all, any of the code keepers, tap in with your thoughts. Tap in with your thoughts. I tell you, this is uh, this is rather interesting. This is rather interesting. So, okay, okay. They pulled the ice cream after the backlash, saying we sincerely apologize. And it looked like that happened today. Um, well, Fox News, yeah, I, I do watch Fox. <laughs> Fox News, you know, reported this today. And I know that shocks some people. But, you know, I watch everything. I listen to everything, as I think everybody should. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about the Juneteenth mm. ice cream today, and we invite you to tap in with your thoughts. So, Brother Minister Zumbi, man, what have our master teachers taught us about this type of thing happening? What did Amos Wilson teach us about this type of thing happening? You know, your thoughts. Mm. I think you're frozen again, brother. Well. You know, I, I think about our ancestor, uh, Brother Dell Jones out of Philadelphia, and he was the one who coined the phrase uh, culture bandits. OK, and, you know, when, when I look at things like this, it's kind of like. I hey, look, um, we're going to take the next five seconds and we want to pray for Minister Zumbi's internet connection, alright? So 
Okay, yeah, that, that wasn't really five seconds, but uh, we're going to pray for his internet connection to get a little stronger. <laughs> All right, our prayers have been answered. Amen. Ashe, he's back. <laughs> we had to pray for your internet connection, good brother. Uh, so, but- <laughs> so it. Okay, so it it really talk it talks about. And this may be a crude way of putting it. It's like you want to eliminate the people, but you want to take their culture. Okay. And and, and that's how it seems to go. I mean, I, I used to make a joke about it, but it's not really funny. I said, why is it that every time I go into a mall and they say Navajo store, and no Navajos are working there and no Navajos own the store. You know, so it's like you eliminate the people, but you take their culture. And it's kind of like the same thing here. You know, you, you, you hate the people, but you love the culture that you want for yourself. Hmm. You know, and, and we've seen this over and over and over again, especially in music. You know, whatever genre you want to pull out. You know, so so there's always been this ah, there we are. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's 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 what our our our, our ancestor was writing. I think there's a. I think there are three volumes to that. Um, yeah, volume one, volume two, and I think it's volume three. All right, Code Keepers, uh, we're talking about the Juneteenth ice cream, and I, I want you to tap in with your thoughts. So if you have any thoughts, we invite you to click the link that's in the comment section. That will put you into our stream and we'll bring you up on the screen, you know, and we can get your input on it. So <laughs> is Walmart acting like a culture vulture? Uh, now, Brother Minister Zumbi thinks they are. Brother Minister Zumbi thinks they are. I've really likened it to like one of the things that I saw happen is I noticed that in addition to the Juneteenth ice cream they also had a pride ice cream alright oh, so is it, is it okay for the LGBTQIA plus 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 infinity because um, I don't want to leave anybody out is it okay for them, but is it wrong for us? What do you think? I, I can only speak for African people. Yeah, I can only speak for African people when it comes to that. Uh, the the ones who represent, you know, the, the the alphabet community, I'll let them speak for themselves. There hasn't but been the same for, backlash. For African people, um, it's it's problematic because we are not the ones uh, you know who are manufacturing who are distributing 
assembly all the way down to the end user. You know, one of the things Dr. Claude Anderson said that in, in his poweronomics philosophy that if we are the dominant consumers of certain products, then we should be the dominant producers of those products. Okay, so let's say there's a report that says that African people in America, we eat about, let's say about $500 million worth. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> once again, we're going to um, pray for Minister Zumbi and his internet connection because it's just not popping tonight. It is just not popping tonight. Whoo, okay. Minister Zumbi, man. <laughs> I, I, you know. I guess Walmart is uh, is Walmart your internet provider? <laughs> oh no! Uh, <laughs> no! 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 All right. So, what's the response, brother? What's the response? I've shared how I think we should respond. I think we should leverage the situation to make sure that more of these types of companies, you know, Cream Malicious Ice Cream, Cream Malicious Ice right. Cream, which is at Walmart, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't eat ice cream frequently. It's not something I would stop and buy. You know, if it was Twizzlers, <laughs> mm-hmm. my fat tail would probably buy it. Um, but, you know, Cream Malicious Ice Cream, I think that's something that we should support. <laughs> so how could we okay. leverage this discontent because we have to learn how to leverage our discontent it is not enough that Walmart pulled it and apologized it's not enough we need to compel more we need to demand more we need to have a bigger result from this situation because honestly would we be having the same conversation if it was Martin Luther King ice cream I think we would, you know, because it seems like, you know, whether it's our holiday, our icons, um, you know, somebody's always looking to pimp these icons for profit. Hmm. It could even be, you know, we can go down the list, whether it's Malcolm, whether it's Maker Evers, whether it's Garvey. Uh, Madam C.J. Walker, Herman J. Russell, you know, seems to be that for whatever reason, we we don't have this gate around our culture to protect it from those who seek to exploit it for their own personal gain at the expense of the people. You know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and and so. Yeah, and so I think my response would be here. Here's here's one way of responding. Okay, many of you may not know who Michelle Hoskins is. Okay, Michelle Hoskins was a Chicago native. Divorce. She came across this recipe, and it was a kind of a pancake syrup recipe that came from 
I think her great 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 grandmother and she got an idea hey why not let's see if we can take this uh, syrup and you know turn it into a business which they did uh, their first buyer was I want to say it was Osco Jewel that's in the Chicagoland area okay you know, had to go through some things about uh you know, shelf life because a lot of this stuff was spoiling. So she had to learn about, you know, about preserving the shelf life. And make a long story short, you remember when Denny's was getting into all of those discrimination problems? Right, right. Okay. Oh, and as a sidebar, Denny's used to be called Sambo's. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again? Yeah, Denny's used to be called Sambo's. I thought y'all knew. <laughs> yeah, Denny's used to be called Sambo's. <laughs> okay. 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 So, so here's what Miss um, Michelle Hoskins did every Monday for two years straight because she knew that Denny's had an image problem by not having you know non-white people whether it's suppliers buyers or whatever uh, as part of their you know their their supply chain so every Monday for two years she would either call or go to the Denny's office and sit because she knew if I can wear them down and I can talk to them to get my syrup into their restaurants. It'll it'll solve two problems. It'll help clean up their image in terms of how they deal with non-white people. And it would help her because now she's plugged into a major business where her syrup can be a condom in, in all the Denny's restaurants. Okay, so eventually they took her on and she's been with Denny's ever since as far as supplying them with the uh, pancake syrup. All right, so you're saying when I go to Denny's and I get pancakes, I'm celebrating and I'm supporting and I'm ensuring that the money circulates in our community a little more. Right, that's, that's just one way of doing it. And another way of doing it is this. We need to be the producers and the manufacturers and the creators of these cultural products. Okay, regardless of what it is, you know, um, I I was real disappointed in in Lisa Fisher when she sold Carol's daughter to L'Oreal. You know, but for whatever reason, there, there was always money problems with the company. And I think to get out of the debt that she had accumulated, she had just sold it to L'Oreal. Okay. Mm. And, you know, I can tell you uh, another story. Our our elder uh, who created Famous Amos, I can't think of his last name, but I had the honor of meeting him. And he kind of told me how basically his company was stolen from him. Right. 
I read the, I read a book about it. Right, right. You know, and so you know whether whether we study these cautionary tales or whether we 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 we've got to keep control of our culture in our own hands. Okay, that's that's the issue. You know, like I'm looking at this T-shirt. I, I remember all the hoopla and the hype over Black Panther, and I refused to go. You know, I refused to give my money to Disney because Black Panther didn't belong to us. We didn't create it, and it was another way of a major corporate conglomerate pimping African culture. Hmm. Okay. And what I was hoping that would come from Black Panther is that we would have uh, a cadre of young people wanting to create their own comic books and graphic novels, just like we did back in the early to mid nineties. I mean, there was. I, I think the release of Marvel's Black Panther did that. I mean, the fact that there's a what a vibrani yum ice cream on this young brother's T-shirt. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think that let's now I, this is funny I have a dream of sy- dream of sickle uh, vibrate <laughs> really oh okay Steven is back <laughs> no, it, Steven okay. is back it's, it's, it's separation <laughs> We we want separation, not segregation. We want separation. Is that what? It, yeah, segregation away from. Okay. Yeah, All right. Separation. St- Stephen is back. Stephen is okay. back. Hey, look, code keepers and all our viewers. If you tap in tonight, um, hey, tap in the link. The link is in the uh, show notes. And if we so decide, we'll bring you up on the screen and you can share your thoughts, give us your insight. Maybe not Stephen. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to see what Steven brings, you know. Yo, Steven always brings some something interesting. So, uh, yeah, that's the link. That's the Facebook. You can find that in Facebook. If you're watching on YouTube, you know, you can find that in the comment section. So if you have something you want to share with us, you know, pop on in. Pop on in. Right. <sighs> so, so are you saying what I'm saying? That we should take this situation and leverage it for our benefit instead of just being people who are complaining on Twitter and complaining on Facebook about what we see. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, you know, that that was the position I took when I wrote my first book. Um, When if you see something that is needed, but it doesn't exist then you take it upon yourself to fill that need, especially if it's a need amongst your people. You know, like where I am in upstate New York, I'm seeing a lot of brothers and sisters that are getting into the non-emergency medical transportation business. It's a booming business, very lucrative. Okay, and I'm seeing a lot of our people getting into that. So, so that's one thing that we can get into. Um, I've always been an advocate of us getting into, believe it or not, pest control. Little to no barrier of entry, but there's unlimited growth potential. 
Okay, I'm, I'm always looking for things that we can own and we can dominate that market, not just compete, dominate. Hmm. Right. And I think we need to jump into the arena. You know, one of the Kwanzaa principles deals with uh, the building and maintaining of our own stores, shops and other businesses and the profit from them together. I want to say it's Ujama. Yeah, it's um, Ujama. It's, it's Ujama. And yeah. I tell you, I grew up in that with that as a part of my nomenclature, a part. Of, I mean, that was one of the names. we. You know, we we used to say Ujama. We used to say Ujima, right. Nia, you know, Imani. Mm-hmm. Umoja, Kujichagalia. You know, we used to say all of those all the time. You right. know, it, it was truly part of the terminology that I grew up with. And mm-hmm. the idea that we need to own, build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses and profit from them together is something that's deeply embedded in my and who I am. Mm-hmm. One of the things that happened is people got that twisted. Mm. And and they would say, yeah, that means on Ujamaa, we all should only go to black businesses. That's not what it said. It said, if you were to, if you were to take the spirit of Ujamaa and put it into one day, it would mean that we all go to the patent office and we take out patents. Or we all go to the city city office and we get business licenses. Mm. You know, Ujamaa says we're supposed to be involved in businesses. And we'll all profit from them when we're all involved in businesses. One of the things that I see here are people making coonery and buffoonery jokes about this situation. And I I saw some that are fun, some that are funny. You know, I I like this one. But, um, you know, Queen Alicia Bennett, beautiful sister. (laughs) Drop dead gorgeous. Uh, So Alicia Bennett says our whole existence is a joke to everyone. And I agree that a lot of people are making jokes and this may have been treated as if Walmart really didn't care about us. But here's the thing. Too many of us are making jokes about this and not enough of us are taking this, leveraging the situation and finding ways to make a profit and benefit and to change our communities with this situation. Mm-hmm. So and- I I do like that one of the posters, one of the people on Facebook did say, hey, let's do this. Let's go buy some cream-alicious ice cream because they're black-owned. You know, they're right. melanated-owned, indigenous-owned. You know, pick a term, copper-skinned-owned, whatever right. term we want to use. I think we need more of that and less complaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... So we, you know, wherever we can support those who are already in business, which plays into my $20 revolutionary plan, uh, or, or even get into arenas, okay? And not just cannabis. In fact, I don't think we need to be involved in cannabis. There's, there's too many other industries where we need to have a very strong presence. Okay. Because we need to create products and services that are of benefit, not only to African people, but everybody. Well, you know, brother, you mentioned become a $20 revolutionary. I think that this is an apropos time for you to give your 30 second version. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Ashe, Ashe. Ashe. So being a $20 revolutionary, you, you make up your mind that every week, you will go to a black owned 
business entity. It can be e-commerce or brick and mortar and make a $20 purchase. Okay. Now my vision is to get 50 million of us being a $20 revolutionary. And in one year, we can shift $52 billion back into black hands. We didn't have to protest. We didn't have to get on the radio to call any names. We just changed the habit and became consistent with it. So I'm just thinking of, you know, simple things that we can do. Okay. And being a $20 revolutionary, you know, there's short term and long term gain of, of, of doing that. You know what? One of the groups in the area that does a really great job with that. Uh, hey, hey, we love you, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Peace, brother. Hey. Oh, I got to do the prayer hands too. So it's the oh. fist and the right. prayer hands. So okay. that's all. Whenever you see us do that, Stephen, that's for you, brother. It's the fist and the prayer hands. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, one of the things that I want to highlight when it comes to being a $20 revolutionary is one of the groups that I'm involved in in the Hampton Roads area, the 757 area, is the 757 Cash Mob. And this uh, gorgeous queen, Nicole Danielle, started it. And what she's she started the seven five seven cash mob. I've actually been in a couple of other cash mobs in the Hampton Roads area, um, okay. but Cultivating Miracles mm. is one of the companies that she is involved in, and it helps with scalp and AIDS and growth. You know, I could use that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I could use that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's one of the great things that you know they're doing, and. So every month, every month, Nicole has us going to certain places. Like we went uh, the Vegan Soul Sunday at this location. Um, yeah. So we were able to show up and we spent $20 at this location. Uh, let's right. see if there's another one. Well, she, she promotes a lot of businesses that are happening in the area. But I just, oh, here was one of the times that they were at um, Blessed Roots Beauty Supply. That's okay. Blessed Roots Beauty Supply. And we all, you know, we cash mobbed there. So we all showed up and we bought some of the, you know, bought some of the things there at Blessed Roots Beauty Supply. I believe that's in Norfolk. Um, yeah, there's the telephone number. There's the website right here. Bless Roots Beauty Supply. And okay. so, yeah. Now, um, it's very important to support uh, that sister with the hair supply store. Because it's been a dogfight for us to you know, wrestle control of that hair care industry from the Koreans. Okay. And in, in my book, Gospel of Afronomics Theology, I always said, and I give this example, when if you come into a town and you see all these, you know, barbershops and hair salons, okay, do I open up one of these shops and compete for the same dollar or 
do I practice economic synergy, create a warehouse distributor, and now turn my competitors into clients? That's a concept that a lot of us don't wrap their heads around. I was speaking to a company the other day, and I mentioned another provider. And I said, well, they're our competition. And I said, they need to be your customer. My customer, they're our competition. You ain't listening. I said, well, you don't have vision, brother. You you need to be able to see that somebody who's in a different physical area than you are, right? who provides the same service, should be somebody you should be working with so you can expand your footprint. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of times they don't understand that to scale, you know, Microsoft will buy smaller companies that are competing with them in a particular area so they right. can expand their footprint. Mm-hmm. We have, to, we really need to expand the way that we look at business because, you know, we're not having to fight everybody. Some people can join our game and then we can go fight the big boys and the mm-hmm. big girls and the big thems. I'm trying to be inclusive. All right. Yeah. And and, <laughs> and and so when I when I talk about economic synergy, what what that means is when you go into any ethnic community, all of the businesses within that community should be complementing one another and not competing with each other. Okay. So, if if I come in talk about the sister with the hair care supply all right she may need somebody to do her payroll to outsource the payroll so now we hook her up with a black accounting firm okay and now we're expanding business and then this account this accounting uh firm needs access to a bank or a credit union Okay, so everything should be complementing everything within that ethnic enclave. And that's that's what I mean by economic synergy. You know, because the one thing we do not need is to be competing internally. You know, it's the last thing we need. What we need is to expand and like you said, have vision in how we see business okay because your your brother or your sister should never be your competition all right now we talked about being a $20 revolutionary mm-hmm. we just talked about expanding your vision so that your brother and sister can be co-beneficiaries in our cooperative economic uplift mm-hmm What's this have to do with Juneteenth ice cream, bro? <laughs> Let's bring it back for those. We just want okay. to bring it back so we can close this baby out. What's all this have to do with Juneteenth ice cream? The, the thing with the Juneteenth ice cream, and this is where we have to be very vigilant about gaining control of our culture. If anyone should benefit uh, financially from cultural products, it should be us. Okay. A lot of these Fortune 500 companies, corporate America, they're not really interested in culture. They're not interested in culture. They're interested in the money that the culture will make for them. That's all they care about. So it's a money grab for them. But for us, 
We need to reclaim our culture and use it to our benefit. That's the that's the main issue is how do we because everything is rooted in a nucleus of culture, history, spirituality. Especially our economics. Okay? So it really boils down to culture and it has to be your culture, your indigenous culture, not a culture that's been imposed upon you. I say. Okay. I say. All right. So, brother, let's drop the last words and get out of here. Once again, right. Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> that's for Stephen. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, last words, brother. Uh, last words. We talked about being the twenty-hour revolutionary. What's Science. beef? Okay, beef is an acronym for business, economics, entrepreneurship, and finance. Okay, being a cop, creator, owner, and producer—whether it's intellectual property or any product or service that we, you know, we develop—we should be cops now, especially in this climate. Right, right, right. So uh, when we talk about back to blue, this is what we're talking about. (laughs) This is what we're talking about. So Code Keepers, hey, hopefully everyone can get on code with the ideas and the conversations that we're having. We want to again shout out to Cream Malicious Ice Cream. You can also find them in Walmart. And hold up, is that the same flavor as the Juneteenth flavor? I'm not sure. Um, you know, what would be interesting is to, to read the ingredients of each one to see which one is more uh, natural, if you will. Because I have a feeling that Cream Malicious is, it's, it's more like Haagen-Dazs where the less ingredients you have, the more natural it is. Hmm. Because pre malicious, I'm willing to bet you that if you were to read the the ingredients, it doesn't look like a chemistry experiment. All right, I C I O U S. Cream malicious ice creams—they're uh, popular now. <laughs> Twenty-four thousand people are talking about this. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I said that they're being sold in Walmart. I might be wrong. See. Uh, Oh, it looks like from what's being said that Walmart is making a copy of Cream Malicious. Oh, now that that changes the conversation in its entirety. Is this another example of Elvis Presley? Is this another example? of the Rolling Stones. By the way, I love the Rolling Stones. I, 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 I can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> I love the Rolling Stones. Uh, and you know what? The Rolling Stones loves us because they did, they did, you know, give tribute to the uh, the melanated musicians that led them along the way. Um, mm. But based upon this, it looks like they had the flavor first. Yeah, so it doesn't surprise me that Walmart 
would be looking to make kind of a cheap copy of, you know, uh, of a gourmet ice cream like Creamalicious. Be- because if now where are they based? Are they based in Atlanta? Why don't we find out? Okay. All right. All right. So it looks like. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, she has a pretty smile. Okay. Um, it doesn't necessarily say. Okay. Let me reduce the size. I, I may have it up too large, and we might be missing out on some good details. Let's see. I don't see. I don't see. Okay, okay. so they have... Hold up. They have an ice cream flavor called... Oh, wait a minute. Thick as Thieves Pecan Pie. Because mm, it looks like, from, from what I could tell, it looks like they may have already have their product in uh, Kroger. Okay, which is a, it, which is a big grocery chain. Okay. Okay. And and I, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised. See, now that they're in Kroger, okay, now they can fight for, you know, market share. All right. So so now they're in there with Briars and Haagen-Dazs and, you know, whatever other ice cream you can think of. So if you can get into Kroger now, and that's why I said I'm assuming they're in Atlanta. Okay, so if you're in Atlanta, I'm thinking Kroger, I'm thinking Win Dixie, I'm thinking Piggly Wiggly, or you know whatever other chains that's that's in the greater Atlanta area. Okay, mm. and if I'm Walmart, if I'm smart, instead of competing with her, because it was only a limited edition product anyway. Line, okay. Right, it was seasonal. It was seasonal. Right. You know, bring them in to where not only do you sell it at Walmart, but now you can sell a larger container exclusively at Sam's Club. Because they had did that with uh with uh, uh Elder Wally Amos when he created these muffins and he got uh an exclusive deal with Sam's Club where you can only get those muffins at Sam's Club. Well, you know, I'm not sure what type of licensing and distribution deal that Cream Malicious has. That's mm-hmm. something to look into. I want to check this out very quickly. Let, let me see what uh, this brother says. Yeah, I'm camera now. You know why? Because Cream Malicious is in Kroger's. That's right. Cream Malicious is in Kroger's. Get the word out. Cream Malicious is in Kroger's. Yeah! Okay. He's a paid op. <laughs> okay. Oh, but it looks like looks like my frat brother uh, Ricky Smiley from the Ricky Smiley Morning Show is also enjoying Cream Malicious. Sorry, I was kind of distracted there. Oh no! Um, <laughs> you, you may not see what I see. Uh, let me let me go ahead and share the screen that I'm looking at. Um, right. It looks like the people at the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. We're also enjoying the cream malicious coffee. That's okay. kind of what I'm seeing right now. So, so they are 
I'm assuming they're Atlanta based. If Ricky Smiley's enjoying it, then I then I think they're based in Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Well, it's good yeah. to see everybody enjoying this uh, cream malicious. Best ice cream. Okay. And so they have red velvet cheesecake ice cream, which is the same thing that, uh, wow. I wonder if cream malicious, um, cream, cream malicious. Mm-hmm. And this is embarrassing because, um, uh, cream malicious cakes. Oh, it looks like that's a popular name. Mm, okay. Oh, here it is. Cream malicious ice cream. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is a Kroger. Um, it looks like they have a lot of good stuff, man. And this is the way I like this picture. That's a great picture. I wonder if there's a video along with it. Okay. Um, okay. So that's this is how we respond. Yeah. This is how yeah. we respond. We go to Kroger. Uh, okay. We go to Kroger. Oh, but it's a, it's available at Walmart. See, it says now available at Walmart because because what they realized was see, Walmart is more about volume and mass production, not necessarily about quality. Okay. So when they bring in someone like Cream Malicious, all right, I can tell you when they sat at the table and and I don't know exactly what the um Oh, Liberty Center, Ohio. Okay. Yo, peace to Ohio, O-H-I-O. You know, I lived in Columbus, Ohio for a minute. I'm a Buckeye. You know, of course, (laughs) I'm a Brooklyn boy. I'm a Brooklyn boy, but I'm also a Buckeye as well. And now two up and two down for VA. I'm sorry. I'm shouting out everybody. (laughs) So, so, you know, not knowing what the the price point is, what Walmart does with its... uh, you know, suppliers and vendors, they want you to drive down your cost per unit so that way they can still give the product away at, you know, those 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 low prices that everybody knows Walmart for. Oh, they're in Meyer. Oh, they're doing real good then. So now you're in Kroger and you're in Meyer. Those are two major uh, grocery store chains. Uh, you know, in like the Michigan, Ohio area. Hmm. So, 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 you, so now you're you're in Kroger, you're in Meyer, and now you're in Walmart. Oh, but do you see what I see? They're in Target too. Wait a minute. So, so now you're in Target, Walmart, Meyer. Shucks. I've never heard of shucks. Schnucks? Nah, I, I've never heard. Okay, but the fact that you're in those four major ones—the Meyer, Kroger, Walmart, and Target—I um, don't know how long they've been in business, but I have a feeling that they'll be doing not just seven figures, but eight figures. All right, well, code keepers, precise thinkers—I said it right this time. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, slap your mama banana pudding. <laughs> the the I reason think, <laughs> I, I think we need to end with that because my mama always told me slap me and I'll slap you back. 
right. And then I had to deal with my pops. What no slapping moms? Well, she she slapped me a lot though. Um, but but the <laughs> <laughs> only reason I'm laughing is there's a um, there's a, a Louisiana Cajun seasoning called Slap Your Mama. Okay, it comes in an eight ounce jar. You can get it at Walmart. It used to be two fifty. It's probably like three dollars now. But that's what that's what made that so funny, you know. And, and what it's doing is they're they're creating flavors that are familiar in our culture. You know, hey, yeah, potato. yeah, A sweet potato pie. Okay. So and plus, they understand all of the nuances of what we enjoy eating. Okay. Well, and, yeah. I think that's the response. Mm-hmm. I think that's the response. Yes, Code sir. keepers, precise thinkers. I think that's the response. Our mm-hmm. response is to go buy some cream malicious. Our response is to say, oh, "Hey, Walmart, we need you to do some things that's going to positively impact the black community." Yeah, we got we got to just stop complaining about stuff on Facebook, on Twitter, on right. Instagram, and making stupid jokes or funny jokes or horrible jokes or dry jokes. We mm. need to use this situation and leverage it for our improvement. Because look, um, do you think that they would do a, a Hanukkah ice cream? No. They, they would nobody is going to touch a Jewish holiday alright so with that being said code keepers we want you to <sighs> use this situation so that we can improve our situation so get on code share the code teach the code become the code our code is empowerment and we love you. I'm your good brother, Seiko Varner. This is Brother Minister Zumbi Shawala, author of the great book. And if you don't have a copy, go pick up your copy. The Gospel of Afronomics Theology. We get on code. And uh, we're out of here, man. Hey. Stay. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. The views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests, unless we say we agree, unless explicitly stated. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. Stay conscious. Stay fly.